0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TakeCast. My name is Davis Matic. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Davis Matic. In this episode of the show, I'm joined by my buddy, Paul Villasmar. You might know him better by his DraftKings handle, Pew Pew Pew. to preview the 2022 World Cup taking place in Qatar. We just went ahead and went group by group, went over uh, all 32 teams, four teams in every group, kind of gave the highs and the lows, covered a bunch of the tournament favorites, Brazil, Argentina, England, so on and so forth the uh, the world cup coming in november we are all getting pretty stoked about it uh you know once every four years that's the best so i uh, hope this is useful hope this is helpful if you're not a hundred percent crazy for uh for soccer uh, if you like the show you can always get bonus episodes on patreon.com slash take gas you can support the show by leaving a rating or review on itunes or you can just tell a friend about the show now let's go ahead and get into the episode Hello, everyone. Uh, welcoming in old friend of the show, Paul Villasmar. You you probably know him better from the top of your leaderboards in daily fantasy soccer contests under the the monkey or pew, pew, pew. Or maybe if you're if you're really old in the gambling streets, you remember him from your your online poker tables. We are what about 50 days away from the start of uh, of the 2022 World Cup taking place in Qatar kind of a, a slow week so we are we are here to preview the 2022 world cup which is actually setting up to be pretty fascinating for a lot of different reasons i mean the the qatari stuff in general makes it incredibly fraught but also i mean there are no great teams right now in the world which i think makes like france was just so good at the last world cup and i don't i don't really think there's any team that that is that dominant right now
1: yeah i think uh, it's kind of a weird time for the world cup i mean it's a it's totally foreign because it's right in the middle of winter for us at least and uh yeah there's not there's a lot of bad teams i think yeah there's some decent teams but like there's just a lot of teams i was just like i don't think they're good
0: yeah i mean so you look at you look at you know some of these historically great teams like brazil and France and you're like well you know Brazil I mean it's just kind of always the thing of like how defensively solid can they be and Neymar's yeah. 30 years old and and not playing that particularly well in the group stages of the Champions League right now you look at France and you're like well you know Benzema just had the greatest season uh that what's he 33 that a 32 or 33 year old has ever had and yeah. right now we are speaking on October 13th 2022 Benzema has not scored a goal since august uh it's it's absolutely insane um you know you look at you look at i i this is this is my take the all of the uncertainty actually i think i think messi might win a world cup i i feel very bullish about argentina i think that the um the managerial situation that they have seems to be the most sorted out that it's ever been and you know a huge problem in in messi's time playing for argentina has has been that they don't really have uh at, at times they've not had a midfield and at times they have had no central defenders and they have central defenders in a midfield now, which is uh, I mean, you know, not not the best in the world of those positions. But I I specifically I remember the Copa America in 2019, in which Messi was playing with guys who are playing in the the Argentinian professional league, not even not even European guys, and it's like, yeah. I, what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, I'm actually completely on the same page with you. Uh, I think Argentina's pretty good. I like their midfield. Uh, I think in World Cups, it's it's important to have a settled squad, right? Like you don't have a ton of time, especially now, right? Like normally you get a month. Like a yeah, month, this is month this is
0: horrible. These these teams this with no these teams with no continuity are so screwed because they really yeah. have not gotten to practice together at all they, they've they had yeah. one international break in the last four months yeah.
1: yeah and like injuries you don't know what the squad's gonna be um i think it's a big it's probably gonna be a big edge for like the settled teams that have like a settled system that can kind of hit the ground running um and i think argentina has that for the first time in a while i think they have a good squad Their fullbacks are good um, their center backs are solid. Um, their midfield is good. Um, forward wise, you know, I mean, you have Messi, you have, uh, Lecaro Martinez, you have, uh, Di Maria. I think that they have a, a, a mature squad. And I think that they're, I think that they're just super dedicated. Like these guys care more about the world cup and like winning it for Messi. than I would say probably any other team in the world cup, like that. They're so like, dedicated to want to do that i mean that doesn't mean you're going to win it but i think it's like you have the right mindset and some of the right mix to kind of like do well so i i think that they're yeah i think they're a good show at win moment yeah I, I think they're good values yeah
0: well and you know a big difference between international soccer and club soccer you know like if you're if you're a pretty casual soccer viewer and you watch you know maybe champions league maybe every once in a while you'll catch yeah. a manchester city game on yeah. on saturday like looks so pretty right these teams are they're pressing of the good teams are pressing really high up the pitch they have these perfectly coordinated passing moves i mean the so the first thing is pressing in general in these tournaments is really hard because well two reasons normally it's in the summer which normally means that it's very hot and it's hard i mean this has come up in in world cup this has come up in european championships but then the other thing is like to press good as a team you have to have worked on it a ton i mean yeah. with, with uh, Manchester city, you see guys like they don't even play the first year yeah. they come to Manchester city. Cause they don't really, I mean, you know, they spend a hundred million dollars on Jack Grealish and play him, you know, against like Southampton, but he would never come in in a, in a champions league game that mattered because he doesn't really understand the system. And yeah. there's very little of that going on with these world yeah. cup teams. A lot of, a lot of teams are playing five defenders. They're sitting back. Yeah. I mean, England England might be the most talented team in the whole tournament, but they just play hoofball. you know they just it's, it's so bad. And it, I think it, I think it's a it's a combination,
1: right? Like I think for one, the, the quality of coach is a lot worse, like on average. I mean the best coach the best the two best coaches, in my opinion are uh, Spain and uh, Germany, right? And those guys are, are club have, have shown like that they can press at club and they' they've done really well at club level. Um, and past that, I think there's a big drop-off. So they don't even have a lot of coaches that are, like, you know, um, more in the modern era, which is, like, you know, pressing is a must. And then on top of that, they're just, like, a lot of these coaches are cowards. I think it just – the international game and the politics of it, I think, lends itself to being a lot more conservative and, uh, and just kind of, like, putting your team out there and and sitting back and looking to counter. Like, England has so much talent. France has so much talent. And these teams play like cowards when like and 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 in a lot of times in tournaments that that works. But like I don't know, you're not hitting your ceiling, you're not hitting your your, your top range of like what you could be, and you're not really being brave, which I think as a spectator really kind of hurts hurts a World Cup and hurts like
0: the product a lot. Yeah, I'm, I mean it does it does work for England because they yeah. uh, are are incredibly good at set pieces. They have a yeah. lot of uh you know they're they're probably the best national team in the world in terms of corner kicks free kicks whether it be direct or you know throwing yeah. it to to Harry Maguire Slavette. So let's uh let's I probably the best way to do this we can just go through the groups. Uh so we, yeah. we can go we can go through group A, Ecuador, the Netherlands, Qatari, the the hosting nation, and Senegal. Uh it, it which is so the the Senegal thing is so funny because you know, obviously these, uh, these white British commentators who get all the games, you know, they got the, the pace and the power and everything. It's yeah, so yeah. frustrating, so annoying, but Senegal actually plays super defensive. I mean, they are they are They, they, they strictly play on the counter. Uh, I mean, they do have, uh, I mean, Saudi Mane, right. And international soccer kind of interesting in the, in the sense that you actually can just kind of win with one great player, I mean, we see yeah. this with with Wales, you know, they Aaron Ramsey, Gareth Bale, and then a bunch of guys who play in kind of second divisions across the world. But yeah. uh, I, I, I mean, obviously, the Netherlands are going to advance from this group. And then it's kind of Ecuador and Senegal for the second spot. And Senegal just seemed slightly better to me.
1: Yeah, I think uh, one thing that you have to realize about Ecuador, Ecuador is a good team. Ecuador made the World Cup. I mean, th- this is the best team that Ecuador's probably had in a while. But part of the reason that they have even, you know, uh, their results are anywhere near there is because of their home games are at such alti- altitude. It's like Bolivia, Ecuador, like it's a huge advantage. They take so much points at home because people are literally getting sick trying to play at that altitude. Um, so when you take them out of that environment, they're just not as good of a team. They have some, some good young players. I'm a really big uh, Moises Casado fan. I think he's a a really good player. Um, And he tore up South American qualifying as a teenager. But I just, I think if you look at their squad and their team, I don't think they're, I don't think they're that strong when they're not at altitude. Senegal, um, I would pick as the favorite to get out. Um, I think Senegal, yeah, I think like they have some good players. They have some solid defenders. I don't think that they have a midfield that's super creative. So it kind of makes sense that they're, they're kind of like, Defend and counterattack like kind of fits the players that they well.
0: They're there, three the three midfielders they play are all defensive midfielders for their yeah. club. Uh, Adresa yeah. Ganagay, defensive midfielder, yeah. Mendy, uh, depolis Mendy, uh, is is a defensive, I think he still plays for Leicester, and then uh, uh, Balotore is also yeah. a defensive midfielder, so they. They kind of do the the four three three that's really more like a yes. a seven a seven three and there's not there's not a ton of link yeah. up between the midfield and the forwards.
1: Yeah. And I mean that makes sense for their squad. Um I probably like them a little bit better than Ecuador, I would say. I'm not even could I the thing is too is like, you know, I don't I still think I I, th- I think that this is still the case that, that there's never been a, a home nation that's not gotten out of the first round. Um, and I think we're really gonna see that tested here at Cotella
0: i mean the, this group's
1: not super strong but uh not great.
0: well the fix the fix would have to really be in i think probably and and i mean like look who who knows what uh what the the might you can't yeah that is that is crazy i never uh i never realized that 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 uh a home a home nation had never gotten out but i mean it does uh it does definitely make sense and then You know the Netherlands, uh, are is you know they they play the way that they play, right? You know they play the the heavy possession four three three, and uh, you know I mean they do have like amazing individual players. I mean Memphis, yeah, Yeah. Memphis. I mean say what you will, like obviously his his uh adventures in European foot and in English football have been pretty bad. Uh, Ryan Gravenberch, one of the best young midfielders in soccer at this point and that i mean they just have a lot of professional guys right yeah. i mean that's and and virgil van dyke i mean probably the best center back in the world uh, i don't know he looks he's he's a little like he's a little he's going to be one of those guys who's exhausted when they get
1: he's falling off a little bit this season i mean I, I still think like he's obviously you know he was the best center back in the world for a while um i think he may be just being a different form after an injury uh i really like rampas to um i mean I, I still think he's a very good player. He's so big for them, and he's injured right now. That's going to be a big problem because they've really struggled without him. He does so much work for them offensively, like he carries them offensively. He has like throughout the last couple of years. If he's injured, that's really going to kind of be a, a knock for them. I still think they have enough to get out of that group. They have Berghaus. They have they have they have like good players everywhere, right? They got good center backs. Uh, they have Cody Jackpole, who's like really good young player. Um, so I'm not too worried about them getting out of this group, but I think if, if they had all their players fit, if, if, uh, if, if, uh, if the was fit, I think that they could do some damage, but without the pilot, I, really, I really can't see yeah. it.
0: And I mean, they are also still playing, um, you know, a lot of old guys, which, uh, which we, we see being a pro I mean, yeah. huge problem with international teams. Obviously it's like, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no transfer window or whatever, and you you kind of like to have players who are well established in your system. I mean, that is an yeah. advantage the Netherlands have is pretty. But what how what percentage of their players who have ever played for the national team played at Ajax or was in the Ajax or PSV academy at some point? Like it's got to be it's got to be the highest percentage of any team, maybe other than Spain with with Barcelona. Like it's it's got to be pretty close. So they're all yeah. very familiar with the system, which is a huge advantage.
1: Yeah, and I think that you know the Dutch historically have had a you know a very long run of playing good soccer of of training young kids in the right way and they were like you know they were uh, some of the the pioneers for total football right with um uh, what was the name of the guy from Barcelona think of, but uh, Johan Cruyff there you go Cruyff. you know so they always play good I mean the Dutch always play good but they can be temperamental and uh they tend to blow up so I mean let's see you know I think I think they have a run in them if they have everyone healthy and uh but also i'm not super high on Dandella. he's, he's kind of hit or miss at times so
0: uh i am I mean i'm actually very low on him but yeah. i'm very i i very low on him in a club context but again i mean you know these teams like it's it's like i i i think didier Deschamps is like would, would get you know laughed off yeah of if he was if, if you know he was managing PSG or Chelsea or something, like they'd be horrible, but it does yeah. it does kind of work. I mean, they were starting Blaise Matweedy as a left winger when they won the uh yeah. when they won the 2018 World Cup. So it does, it does kind of work. Uh so group B, that is the the US's group. We have England, Iran, USA, and uh and Wales. Uh England is minus 275 to win the group. England is five to yeah. one, Wales is five to one, Iran is 18 to 1. Honestly, I don't care about the U S men's team. I I really don't. I I'm so opposed to how soccer is developed in the United States of where it's all like the only kids who get to play are like rich kids. That's, that's yeah. the uh, the unspoken thing about Pulisic is like, he would not have become Christian Pulisic if he wasn't uh, you know, like a rich suburban kid from Pennsylvania. Like there are so many great athletes yeah. who never even get a chance to play soccer here. I, I am yeah. big time rooting for Wales in this group. I would love to see, I mean, one Gareth Bale getting to uh, Gareth Bale is my favorite player ever. So really, him, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I love that guy. So him getting to play in a World Cup is cool. And I mean Wales beating England in a World Cup game. I mean how like that that would be that would be not, amazing. That would be I'm one. I'm all that, for that. Yeah, that would, yeah be that would be one of the high points of like the the Welsh people's entire history. The the, the thousand years that they've existed, like. And yeah. uh and and I I like their manager too. Look, I like the way they play. They in uh you know Dan, Dan James and Gareth Bale on the two sides against uh Trent and I guess they'll probably play Chilwell. At l- I, who who will who who will England? Chilwell Shaw, I don't know. Maybe
1: he'll Yeah, play. I mean imagine one, one of the right backs over there as he likes to play every right back, so I don't know.
0: Well, Trent I guess Trent might not even come. Trent Trent or er, he'll he'll come but he won't he won't start. Which um, is insane.
1: I mean, well, I mean, I can see him not starting. I mean, not choosing him. though no, seems crazy. I, I mean, I think there's a good argument to say that James can start over him. I think Trippier is insane to start over him, but I could see Reese James.
0: I mean, what uh, Trent, Trent, and Tripp do the same thing. It's but Trent is plays at a higher level. I mean, it's it it really it really is insane to play Trippier over Alexander I, Arnold. Yeah, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, like he Southgate said that he said that Trippier is a is a more well-rounded player. It's like. Uh he basically gives you the production of a, like, of, like, a, of a number 10 from the fullback position, like, offensively, in terms of, like, his creation. If his defending's not amazing, and, I mean, obviously his defending's been a little bit poor, but, like, in their system, the way that he plays, he presses high, the stuff that he does. Like, I think it's really unfair to be like, oh, he's not defending well. And, like, even even uh, Klopp said it, right? Like, his job is, is different. It's not the same. He's, he's getting isolated a lot of times, and that's not really his fault. But, like, to say that, you know, like, he's a – like a like a better player or well-rounded when this guy basically gives you the offensive output of a 10 as a fullback like we've never really seen like it's, it's
0: kind of insane to me it is, is i like, mean crazy. it it is it is absolutely insane and even more insane given the offensive style they play where they play the three center backs and the two holding midfielders, the like yeah if if maybe if he was playing Mason Mount or Jack Grealish as like a uh, just not even a ten just like a straight yeah. central midfielder I'd get yeah. the offensive style more and I actually think that is what they should do um, yeah I'm yeah sorry, I was
1: I, I didn't want to cut you off
0: yeah I it, it enrages me
1: I'm I'm really passionate about this and I have English friends that like I talk trash to about England but I think they're so talented like they have such a good team and like they run out. Some of the trashiest players, they they play three at the back with like bad center backs, they don't even play their best center backs. Jude Bellingham, they barely even played, and like he's clearly just like amazing. Um now he, I mean, he kind of comes he's come around to it, but playing those three center backs and not playing like Mount, you could just play Mount Bellingham and Rice, and that's just great. And like they're they defend really well, so it's not like you're basically sacrificing a ton. Defensively, because they're they they all press, they defend, and then like his center backs, like Harry mcguire should not be playing. It's insane to me. Like they they could be so good, and they're just like and just dial it in, and it it enrages me just to see.
0: Well, it is. I mean, it, it is insane to look at your weakest position, which is center yeah. back, and be like, in, in terms of a national pool, yeah. you have one of the best strikers in the world, yeah. Tammy Abraham, Raheem Sterling. Kai Saka, you know, uh, uh, Jack Grealish who can be a 10, he can be a winger. I I would look I mean, I guess I would say like if they are going to do this 5-3-2 that they do, I mean yeah. just play Grealish as a central midfielder. That he would be he would be yeah. so good at that because they yeah. uh, I mean there's been there's this new thing amongst English football pundits of of wanting to bring Ruben Loftus-Cheek to the World Cup with them because they are so desperate for a midfielder who can carry the ball forward, right? Bellingham, Bellingham and Henderson. I mean, Bellingham is a great player, but yeah. you, you would, you would prefer Bellingham next to another ball progressor. You don't want, you don't yeah. want, you don't want sideways passers as your primary midfielders. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and that, I think that's the problem with England is that they just, they can't progress the ball. They're playing too many center backs. So it's even harder to us to quite often progress the ball to the midfield, unless you have patterns worked out. They don't have patterns worked out. Uh, You can see like ball carriers are great. It's like, yeah, just play Grealish, play Grealish, play Grealish as a, as a winger in a 4-3-3. And then basically like, he's just an expert at ball progression and play like Rice and Mount or play like, even you want to, like, I would say, if you really want to go for it, play like Grealish. uh, And you could even drop Mount and play, uh, play, play three attackers, right? Play Grealish, play Foden. Play Saka, play those guys that can all progress the ball. They can all dribble, and then just do that. Like if if, if like like how would this team look if like Pep Guardiola was coaching, right? Like, like what would he do? It would be totally different, and he would basically get all these attackers out there. But also two, you two, they're better center backs that progress the ball really well. Ben White doesn't play. Uh, Tamori doesn't even get chosen. You could also go for Webster from from Brighton. These are all better center backs than than Dyer and then in McGuire, in my opinion. And then Cody and Cody, it's not even, it's not even close, but those guys don't even get chosen or get played. And it's kind of crazy to me because you have all this offense and
0: you're not even generating chances like much. It's kind of crazy. And you're not even that that defensively solid either. So it is, "Ah, what are you doing? That's that's what's insane about it is they, they generate no offense and it's not as if it's like, you know, they're they're 1980s Italy in which they're never conceding chances. They're never giving up goals. Like they're still pretty defensively frail for a team that's playing five defenders like it's, yeah. it's it's really bad and you have just a
1: wealth of talent that any team would love to have and you're just like no nothing
0: yeah i mean imagine put it put jude bellingham on argentina and they become the fave you know the favorite to win the whole tournament like it's yeah it's and he wasn't
1: even using jude bellingham until recently and now yeah. it's just like yeah like like you should you should be able to identify this guy as a stud you know and like you shouldn't be playing henderson over him i'm sorry like yeah. he's playing Henderson and like all this favorites it's it's bullshit I do think probably these, pro- let these this, other guys play
0: well this will be the last tournament right I mean winner I think win or lose it's it's like time for like everyone's gone sick of it South I mean Southgate's got to be sick of it you know yeah. yeah
1: and they have talent I think the thing is if you bring a good coach and he leaves they instantly' you should jump forward but knowing the English FA I don't know if that's possible they'll probably get like some some old 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 boy scrub so I don't know I would not yeah. I don't know the next, and he's kind of progressive in a lot of ways about like being open to certain things, but he's also very stubborn, and it's frustrating.
0: Well, he is. I mean, so he's good at like the being a statesman part of the job. Like he's very yeah. good at at you know being an English person, talking to the media, yada yada. Yeah. I don't hate Gareth Southgate by any means. No, but I just, yeah, but I do just he's wish he's a good he would, person. Yeah, yeah. I, I he's just he's a good wish, person. Not the yeah. best coach. Not not the best coach. All right, next group. Uh, pretty interesting in terms of who gets out of group C. Argentina, the favorite to win, Poland, Mexico, Saudi Arabia. Uh, we saw Saudi Arabia in the Euros for some reason. <laughs> or or no, no, no. The 2018, 2018 World Cup. They did they did qualify. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean they're fine. That
1: would have been crazy if they were in the Euros. Yeah, I, but,
0: but, <laughs> but but no, they are so so Saudi Arabia is in Asia. Well, aren't they in Copa America though? One of the one of the Middle Eastern teams, Qatar like, was, yeah, Qatar there we go. was. I yeah, to be Qatar honest, was. I do I do get Qatar and Saudi Arabia Copa mixed America, up.
1: Copa, Copa America, well, they also had a Copa America in the States like like a while ago because yeah. um, I watched the game when I was living in California. Um, yeah and then also i america because they always have like weird numbers they would invite like other countries they always invited mexico and the united states you know well, i think Europe. i think
0: i believe japan i believe japan is going to be in japan, yeah, yeah i think
1: japan went one year and yeah. qatar was definitely there at the last one and it's kind of like they're making up the numbers and now and then they had like the, i think they're talking about having like the super copa where they have Concacaf and uh South America, which would just be that, that should be fun. I mean, South America should, that should, that should, that should
0: should already exist. The the U S the U S men, the U S men should be playing Turks and Caicos way less often and, and be playing Argentina a lot more often. That would be a, a much better test of their metal. So what's interesting about this group is that I'm pretty sure Mexico is better than Poland at, at this stage. I mean, Poland is, yeah. Just like, so Lewandowski, by the time they get to the World Cup, how many games will he have played already this season as a 34-year-old? He would have already played something like 20 games. And like they're playing, I mean, so Lewandowski just had to play El Clasico and then played 98 minutes in a, you know, back-to-back Barcelona interim game that's like, I mean, Barcelona Barcelona literally could not have lost that game. Like, had he not scored that header at the end, I mean, still mathematically they're alive. But I mean yeah, like it. Barcelona just absolutely so fucked if they do not make it to the group stage, it's just like unbelievable how, how they're bad. out.
1: They're but, basically out. They got like a, it's like I think that they're like five the
0: percent live or something like that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like like Inter has to drop points against uh, Victoria Prison. And yeah. that that those two Lewandowski goals screwed me in DFS.
0: Uh, well of course. A, that that's what, uh, that's what that's what that's what that's what Lewandowski does is he screws people he, in, he is, uh, in DFS
1: like for sure the person that i've lost the most mind to the player is definitely is fading lead. is is absolutely fading lead. and then yeah. it was always on byron and now like also being like a barca fan and having to like having him screw me as i know it's not as bad i guess but like we still we still didn't win the game so i was just like you could just not screw me this time and yeah he's still, still fine i i think poland and mexico i think that's really a toss-up i think that on paper you know Poland, Poland has talent. They don't really play that well ever, like that often. They they seem pretty anemic. Um they have some good talent. Mexico... They, they
0: always have these young wingers who I think are gonna be so good. Like uh yeah. like I mean Bartaz Kaputzka, he totally gone playing in like third tier, whatever. He was really yeah. good. I mean, the the midfield uh of of Zielinski and uh, what's the other? What's the other dude's name who's pretty good? And S- uh... Szymanski is pretty Cisnesky, good too. They have Ka- Carol, Carol Carolinetti Carol Eddie, is the yeah. other one. And Carol they're both Linnetti. pretty good, but they are still using Gregor's Kakuriac as their defensive midfielder at, at yeah. 33 years old that like, and when you're only playing one defensive midfielder and that dude's a hundred years old. I mean, we've seen this with Spain for the last four years when they played in these big tournaments, right. they play one defensive midfielder. On his own and and he used to be the best Sergio Busquets used to be the absolute best in the world at it and now that he's a step and a half slower he I mean he's fine it, but that that's a pretty big weakness yeah I think it just
1: they have a lot of kind of mediocre players they used to have like a bunch of good center backs but now they're kind of like older or out of form I mean obviously Lewandowski is great but Honestly, when he plays for home, like they just don't get that much out of him. I mean, like, they, they just don't get the they just don't players. get the ball to him. They just, yeah, you know, they can't they can't get the ball to him, which is crazy because like I mean, he does a lot, but he's not he can't create chances himself. And if you don't have the chance creators like at least getting it into him in like kind of decent positions to like you know get a shot off, it's just yeah. And Me- but Mexico too, like Mexico is not very good right now, but I mean they kind of. You know, I mean, in cap. It's like I mean the the front the front strong, three
0: either. the front three of Jesus Corona, Chucky Luzano, and Raúl Jiménez should be really good. I, the issue is is I don't think Jiménez is going to be healthy for the yeah. World Cup. He's been dealing with this lower leg injury forever. But Raúl Jiménez, when he plays, is like, I mean, that is, I mean, he's a, an incredibly good striker, like one of one of the best. I mean, like he doesn't he have a twenty goal? I guess he's thirty one. I did not yeah. I did not realize he was that old.
1: He's been around for a while. I think that uh, since that concussion, the really bad uh, concussion that he had, he just hasn't looked the same. I mean, he's kind of slowly come back. He, you know, it takes time. And a concussion is a really that serious of a, of a brain damage that he had. It's a very difficult injury to come back. So even if he is healthy, like I don't think he's the same guy that he was two years ago when he was like two three years ago and like, he was on fire for goals, like he was just great, hold up play everything. Um, but yeah, like when he's healthy, he's a good player. I just I don't know that he's the same. Lozano, I, I like. I think Lozano is always you know a good player in Corona, but I like Corona is Corona healthy you like. I don't know. I mean, they have some good midfielders, but like Herrera has kind of dropped off now. He's playing at MLS. He's not playing in Europe anymore. Right. Um, I mean, I like Edson Alvarez. It's good center mid. That plays for Ajax. They have some good players, but I yeah, I think this is a weaker Mexico than we've seen.
0: It is. I mean, it is just like, uh, it's a really good group for Argentina. And Argentina, I mean, given we just went over the weakness, I don't know what uh, order these, these games play in, but if they win their first two games, being yeah. able to rest Messi for the third game would be huge for them because you don't want you don't want Messi playing three nineties in eight yeah. days or whatever. You would you would prefer yeah. to give him a day off for one of these. But I mean, they're like their their midfield is is so much better than yeah. it used to be. I mean, yeah,
1: I like Rodrigo de Paul a lot, I mean, he hasn't been playing a ton right now, but but I, I really love him as a player. Which I like Perez, I like. Um, they have some good players. and they also have players that can come back and combine in midfield and drop a little deeper, you know, yeah. Messi basically is playing like a ten now like a midfielder. Um, striker wise, I mean, I like Letaro, uh, I like Alvarez, but they're a little thin there, you know, they're a little thin, I think uh, but I mean, you're gonna get chances with messi that's
0: that's the thing is you just got to be able you got to be able to convert pretty good looks yeah. that messi is is giving you. and, they they have kind of fixed this problem. I mean, this was the Argentina problem for a while. It'd be ten dudes standing around looking at Messi, going yeah. like, "Come on, dude, do it." And they they've they've yeah. they've moved past that a little bit. Where at least like yeah. uh, Lortaro will you know take a chance, and and Di Maria yeah. will take a chance if they see it. Like it's not it's it's not all about trying to get Messi the ball.
1: I think if you look at like when, when Messi when when Argentina made that run and they made that run to the final. Um, they were dropping players like flies, so they didn't really have anyone that could ball progress from midfield. They didn't; really, they just had water carriers. They didn't really have the guys that they have now. They're like Messi doesn't need to drop too deep to get the ball and progress it. Di Maria was injured by the final. He was the other guy that was like really good ball progressor that was playing out in midfield. The now they don't have that problem, so Messi can kind of he doesn't need to, to to do so much to come back to get the ball. They can get him the ball in good positions, and he can kind of just do his thing. Uh, and, and I think that they have they have good fullbacks, they have good midfield. I really think that this is lining up that Argentina has a chance, but you know as well, and it, it's it's going to be tough. But I think that they you know this this could be their year, and I think that the group shouldn't be a problem at
0: all. No, no, it should be should be a pretty easy group. All right, Group D: France, Australia, Denmark tunisia tunisia is actually a little bit better than than you would think like they have they have more guys that you remember but they're they're not going to get out of this group australia has the same problem that a lot of these uh Oceania and asian teams do which is like qualifying ends up being pretty although australia did have to win a playoff to get in but they are just pretty outclassed at uh at this level to me, and the markets, the markets do kind of think this too, like it is more of just a a two-team group. So France is yeah. minus 225 to win. Denmark is plus 250, and then Australia and Tunisia are both 14 to 1.
1: Yeah, I think Tunisia. I think this seems like a very kind of bifurcated group. I, I think that Tunisia is not, uh, not great. They're not going to have a, a great chance. Uh, I think Australia is worse. And I think, I think the Danes are actually pretty good. I think that they played really well at the Euros. Um, I think they got a good midfield. I think they have good players. I'm not, saying you know, I mean, their they're attackers or not. Uh, that's,
0: that's not the am- issue is they, they, yeah. they, 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 they don't have any strikers, right? I mean, that is, which is, yeah. I mean, again, another, another very frustrating thing about uh, yeah. international football is It's not like, oh, we have this one glaring weakness and we, so yeah. we just, we just got and go sign the guy. I mean, you know, Casper Dol Casper Dolberg was like one of those, uh, you know, oh, he's gonna be the next star of the game, and like, yeah. you know, he's just fine. He scores like eight goals a year yeah. for for Nice or whatever, and they they do have, uh, I mean, they do have one of the best midfielders, uh, mid best midfields of the entire tournament, though. Delaney, Boybjerg, and and It's, I mean, it's a very good. It's a well balanced
1: midfield. It's a well balanced midfield, and uh, they press and defend really well. I thought the Euros like they plus. And really made it really difficult for teams. Uh, they
0: they and, just beat France in in the Nations League. France pretty much yeah, playing their their A team. They they just beat them like two months ago.
1: And it's the thing, man. I, I mean, honestly, I'm not super impressed with France. I haven't been since the Euros. Like, I think that Deschamps is a shitty coach. I think that uh, Mbappe is in this crazy egotistical phase that like he's not super driven to like play for teams. Maybe maybe it's different for France. You know, I think uh there's a lot of issues with Paul Pogba, you know, like hiring a witch doctor to curse his uh, teammates, you know. So like how are you how are you gonna deal with that? How are you gonna deal with that investment? Uh, I mean,
0: they, they they play Chow Many in Camavinga and they, they tell Pogba to stay home probably, which Yeah. I mean they, I, yeah, I mean Which which so I would not death. do. Yeah, yeah, I would so I would not death. do it. Well, that's, I that's mean, one of the most fascinating questions is what would happen if you took every player who is eligible for France, who's not called up to the 23 guys who get to go, where would yeah. that team rank? Where, where would France be ranked in the world? They'd probably be like the eighth best team.
1: Get out of a lot of groups for sure. I mean, yeah, like the talent they have, it, it, the thing is, is right. Like there's a lot of talented teams. Um, and then there's like, you know, they have a couple of weaknesses, glaring weaknesses in a couple of positions. You just don't see that with France. Maybe goalie, their goalie is not amazing. Like I
0: think if 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 Lloris does like one Lloris thing, though, they can just play Alphonse Areola, who's like started a Champions League semifinal. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's
1: not like these guys are like championship level players, right? They're just like the rest of their team is basically like, okay, these guys are the you know the elite of the elite players. You have I do a bunch of young guys that you could basically play that are just like coming up. It's like, what do you want to do, right?
0: I absolutely hate. Having this many good players, though, and and playing three center backs, I think it's such. I think it's so bad, like to have Absolutely. the the level of guys that they could like. They could start a midfield of Kamavinga, Pogba, Choumani, uh, and and Conte. they don't Conte, Conte too, yeah, Put Conte in there, yeah. You could, you could I, play I, diamond with those four guys, and and they're subbing in, you know, William Saliba to to be a third center back instead. It's it's not just that.
1: They're basically playing four or five center backs because Benjamin Pavard is plays basically, center back for Bayern. He's basically a center back that plays as a fullback, right? And like Ferland Mendy is
0: kind of similar these days. He doesn't he, he doesn't of, really cross, yeah.
1: Yeah, like Ferland Mendy, I think Ferlin Mendy's a talented player, he's a talented fullback, but like I think he's kind of like, you know, I mean he's he's, he's kind of defensive. And they're no, so 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 there's a lot of games where they're playing three center backs. And then they were playing Hernandez and Pavar, and they're both center backs as well for yeah, their play, club.
0: Yeah. And Chao yeah, and Chao many Chao plays at the base of the midfield too yeah. for Real Madrid. So you, like, yeah.
1: Yeah. He's just like a pure defensive, right? Like, defensive, you're, you're playing six defensive players. You have, I mean, the thing is, like, when you have Mbappe, when you have some of these guys, you're just like, well, it doesn't matter. You just don't lose it that way. And then you can just win games that way. Well, and I don't and and know if enough all the
0: time. And Giroud and is kind of interesting too, of like, you know, if, like, Giroud is, is a fine striker. He's good. But, he's good, he's good, yeah. But but Christopher Nkunku is, like, the way better, way more dynamic player, right? You, you'd way, to me, yeah. I would very rather have, I would do, if I was set on playing this formation, they were going to do, like, the 3-4-3, yeah. I would do Nkunku and Griezmann playing off of Mbappe instead of yeah. Griezmann and Mbappe playing off of Giroud. It's just I how, agree. that's what I would think.
1: I think I that think the, the more likely is is a Ben I think you're probably more likely to drop a Griezmann and play like Mbappe and Kuku and Benzema, which I think is great. I would rather do a 4-3-3 because Griezmann kind of doesn't really fit in that four three-three front three. He fits well in this in this. And there and there are three he two. I mean he just is not the same guy. Like I would way no, rather play Benzema well. at
0: this point. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like I like uh, yeah, I like yeah I think like if I were the coach I would say yeah, Benzema and Cuckoo and Bappe, I really like I really like him. And then play like a midfield three of like.
0: Well, he, yeah. he presses too. And Cuckoo yeah. presses too. So yeah. Yeah. that should make a coach like Deschamps love him, right? He's a man.
1: Like, honestly, like how you have all these, you, like, you have all this talent. Just just give it to us. Let us see it. This is the thing that pisses me off. Not so even and, and he soccer. doesn't
0: even do it in friendlies or nations league either. Like you, no, you would think you would you would think in a, a, a spot with zero consequences, he'd be like, I'm gonna play in Kunku, Griezmann Mbappe, Benzema, and just like see what happens, you know, but never, never. And their
1: and their results have not been good. They have not no. been they have not looked good and he hasn't really switched it. And it's just like, what are you doing? And like if when you do that, you cannot play. Two center backs at fullback. That's that's insane. Like that's insane. At least at least, like, play, at least
0: play this. Uh, at least play this Klaus guy, who's like a total cross. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I like Klaus. I'll mm-hmm. play. Play at least play Digney. Like uh, Digney. He's not. He's not. He's not really. He's not defensively lacking. Like he's defensively solid. Like play those guys. Granted, Luca, Luca Dean. They have Luca amazing Dean center sucks. backs.
0: Too. Luca Dean is is so far past it. He's so bad now. I, I mean, but like play. even at his peak. Yeah. Right. Like even at
1: peak Luca Dini, you would not play him. You'd be like, no, I'm gonna play
0: Hernandez because I want a
1: World Cup with him. These coaches that are so biased to these guys just because they won. And it's just like, dude, come on. Like Pavard is a good player. He's a fine player. He's great in the back four. that's the thing is too. You could literally still play four fullbacks, right? You could play sorry, play play four defenders, and you could have four fullbacks that are defensive and just say, okay, you guys stay, play as interiors. You know, don't go crazy bombing forward, and you're fine. And he says, he won't do that because no, I need five center backs and two holding midfielders, and then that's it. Yeah, it's insane.
0: It's, insane. It really it really is. It is actually it like is actually insane. It's just uh no, like no what and and people in France hate it too. I mean, yeah. it's not like the fans like it. They they like yeah. it until the final, and then you know Mbappe Mbappe moment of brilliance saves everyone, and and that just kind of is what it is. Uh, the next group probably the strongest group uh when you consider spain germany and then japan is actually pretty pretty decent too and yeah. costa rica is like just an annoying team to play against but they don't have a ton of high level players but yeah. germany is just kind of been in this fallow period for a while they what they haven't made a semifinal since they won i think is is the they've been very un-german yeah, German. yeah. and say, and I... They have a new manager, which uh, right Yergi Low quit after the after yeah. the Euros. They play the very English four two three one. Again, talking about things we hate, though, they they stick with they they always play one forward who's no one wants to see. Whether it be normally, a lot of the time it's Jonas Hoffman. Like they could just play Gnabry and Sane on the wings, and they don't do that very often, obviously because. They don't want to be that attacking. They want to always have someone who's willing to track back and do the stuff. But front front three of of uh, Kai Havertz, Serge Gnabry, and Leroy Sané should be so good.
1: Yeah, I um, I mean, I, I I'm I'm high on Flick, right? Like I think his firing teams are great.
0: Yeah, he's got some of
1: the same players. I think that their are defense is a weak. I think their center backs are not great. They kind of got torched, and they're not playing very defensive. Midfielders, right? Like, like if you're playing Grindagon and Kinnich, like I like both of them, but like they're a little susceptible on the break, right? And offensively, like I think that they should be better than they are. Like they're still good, but they're not consistent. I think that they they need a little bit more time. And you know, like Timo Werner and Kyle Havertz are just they they're not consistent. They they're just
0: they're just not. Neither of them are like real real
1: yeah. strikers.
0: They're they're both yeah. like kind of kind of wink well Werner's like kind of a winger kind of a striker Havertz is kind of a midfielder kind of a 10 kind of a striker where it's like you would you would love if I mean they don't even Germany just doesn't even have one guy who is just like super clinical you know uh expected goal per game style guy like they just don't have like Harry Kane Harry Kane on Germany perfect perfect fit like exactly what they need just a total blunt end to the attack and they don't really have one guy like that.
1: And I think, uh, I think, you know, if you don't have that, it's going to, it's going to hurt you a little bit. I really think that, yeah. Like I like now I I would say maybe try to do Nabre, Son and Havertz with Havertz as a false nine. Uh, you can do that, right? Like play a false nine, but that, that, that Havertz that's kind of his natural position. I mean, he's maybe not going to get you the most goals, but if you get enough goals from those wingers and you give them a lot of space, I, I like New York I think that they could do, do well. I, I think I always, my my dad used to always say is like never count the Germans, and I think it's actually very true because every time that you're like eh, they're not going to be that good, they're just kind of rebuilding, they just show up and they play well, and then they make a final or they win a World Cup. So, you know, I, I would not, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't ever count them out. I still think like they are. If you look, they also they have a lot of talent. They have a good coach, one of the best coaches, like, I'd say in the tournament for sure. But like you know you've got a week to prepare these guys and uh, they haven't been consistent. So I'm not super high on them, but I mean, they they definitely could make a run.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the other team in the group that, that is heavily favored to, to get out of it is Spain, which is yeah. like, got to be the worst national team to watch. They like of all the, of, of all the national teams who have these great players, like yeah. classic Spain game, you know, 70% possession, six shots, no crosses, and yeah. you know, just a horrible Alvaro Morata miss. At some point, you know Alvaro Morata just missing you lucky a it's stone sitter.
1: You, you might get like two or three.
0: Yeah. Oh, like that's. Yeah,
1: it's so. so I, bad. I, I have to disagree to the horrible watch. I think for the for a lot of people, yeah. Like if you if you just want to see goals, they're
0: they can. Well, make, they used enjoy. to be fun to yeah. watch. They used yeah. to be the best team to watch. Yeah, I mean they they look they attack. They just don't have good forwards. They, they do attack. They,
1: yeah, they, they, they do attack. They press. They're 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 on the front foot. They always play that way. Um uh their forwards, I'm not I'm very kind of on forwards. Like even like uh, uh, Torres not really playing much, since he's played for Barca has not been great, you know, uh, this season. Morata, I mean he's just one of the more guys that guy misses so many chances. And Sufati I really like, but he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been the same since the injury. Well, and so Adler, yeah, he's not even playing. he's not even
0: playing. Yeah. yeah,
1: I don't even think he's gonna go. I I, th- I think their midfield is great. I think their their center backs and defense. I mean Pedri really... Pedri's
0: like my favorite midfielder in the world right now. I mean he's yeah. he's he's amazing. But it's like you can have you can have the best ball progression in the world, but if you yeah. have. Of our Morata to finish your chances like what's the point I I actually they used to do this they haven't done it in a long time they used to play Isco as like a false nine right winger yeah. type guy I yeah. loved that because like Isco when he was really good was yeah. like an amazing ball progressor, baller, amazing yeah, yeah amazing chance creator but I mean you know they they put him out in the cold at Real Madrid and and now he doesn't really play at all anymore but yeah. I mean
1: like, I I, I yeah, I think that they're they're a little bit of trouble with their forwards. I don't know who they're gonna play. There's not really anyone that's gonna you know gonna get a bunch of goals. But also like they have, like Tiago, like their midfielders, Brody, Tiago, Pedri, like that midfield three is just like cool. so cool. good. We'll yeah. go toe to toe with anyone. I think they probably control most games. They're always gonna give you a chance. They press well. I think that they're you know they're they're liable to get killed on counterattacks because they play so offensive. But you know, I think Spain has a chance to they they they, they could win. You know, I mean, they're
0: they're actually a team that could maybe do all right with a back five where if yeah. if you played Marcus Alonso as the left back instead of Jordi yeah. Alba and you just said yeah. we're we're actually gonna we're we're gonna kill you, we're gonna progress the ball, and we're yeah. actually gonna cross and we're just gonna try and get a goal a game, you know, top, you know, old nineteen fifties English football, yeah. just put it in the mix or whatever. I, I would not hate that tactical decision. I don't think they will.
1: I don't think they would ever do. I think never. Never. Yeah, the manager. I don't think he'll do it. I don't think he'll do it. And I and I I applaud him for it because they have so many good midfielders that he always wants to have those three. He wants to play the Barca style, right? He's a Barca guy. Yeah, I mean they
0: all they've played the four three three for like a hundred years. They're never. They're never not going to do that. Yeah, he's going to stick to it. Yeah. Uh, All right. The next group we have Belgium. Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Croatia made the final of the 2018 World Cup. And uh they have Luka modric who is if Gareth Bale's my favorite player ever, Luka Modric is probably my second. I mean, dude's dudes 35, you know, out there winning winning Champions League's finals, playing 120 minutes. Like just uh, oh, he's incredible, dude. He is, he is amazing. And uh, they they have the same problem that a lot of these uh, you know other kind of smaller countries have, which is when your your golden generation ages out,
1: yeah. you kind
0: of you kind of just keep playing the old guys, and you know I mean they don't really have a striker either. <laughs> you know they yeah. you know Kramaric is Kramaric is okay. You don't really want Perisic playing. I I don't really think you want Perisic playing as a forward these yeah. days. Yeah. palisic whatever they 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 played uh bruno pekovic who's like six six for yeah. uh for a while in some of the nation's league but yeah i mean they they actually kind of have the same problem that denmark and spain have which is they don't they don't have anyone to finish the chances but they do have great ball progressors i mean Kovačić, brozovic modric i mean those are we just talked about spain i mean those guys are also all great ball progressors
1: yeah, I think, uh, I think yeah, it's a similar thing. Their forwards are, are weak. And you can see during the qualifiers, they really are rotating a lot of these guys. Nobody really kind of like took the subbing, game.
0: Subbing guys off at halftime. That's when, you yeah. know, that's when you know a national team is bad is when they're switching strikers at halftime.
1: Yeah, and then there's just like a new striker every game. You're just throwing a bunch of things against the wall to see what sticks. The thing is, though, is like that midfield. I think this is just like, for me, it's just like at, at international level, if you have a so very important. good midfield that can, that can defend, that can press, that can fall, that, that, that are experienced, they're going to keep you in games. And they're going to keep you producing chances. They're going to kind of control the tempo of the games. And, like, I really like Bozovic. I really like Modric. I really like Kovacevic. Um, they have kind of replaced some of the guys that they had. Center, they have two good young center backs in that, and uh, um, they have They have decent fullbacks. Again, no, they're, yeah, their are their front three is a little bit. Weak,
0: I think they have. I think they, I think they have think really good be fullbacks. I mean, borna, yeah. borna borna Sosa. I think he yeah. led the Bundesliga in chances created from crosses last season. Like he he's got a yeah. he's got a really good left foot. Um, and it shouldn't be like I mean they're yeah. pretty. I mean I could see them winning this group right because because Belgium is Belgium oh, yeah. is Belgium is so inconsistent. I mean, and yeah. they have. I mean, we we're talking about. France I mean Belgium is so freaking good man they don't Belgium doesn't have a flaw either I mean yeah, they, have, I think, they have forwards they have midfield I guess their yeah. defenders their defenders are 900 years old yes I mean I think
1: Belgium has just had the same team for like 20 years it feels like now um, I think this is a weaker Belgium than we've seen I think because Hazard is basically a totally they're, different person now. They're gonna like, yeah, they're gonna play, really play
0: they're gonna play his brother instead of him. I think they might, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean he, I, I,
1: I like Hazard played this week for Madrid and it was just like he did nothing. And like yeah, I mean, Lukaku is injured. I mean maybe he'll be back and he'll be all right. If Lukaku on the form of two years ago, you know that that's a great player. I don't know where he's at now. Um, I mean de Bruyne is the GOAT so I mean I think obviously De Bruyne can do for you but gather. he's
0: played he's played a lot of football i mean he that has is, played he has he's played well, a lot yeah. yeah i
1: agree and and uh and the center backs are are you know all, yeah, good, all, good
0: all good the team. all the Viral bertongan and then you know pick a guy because they do play that back yeah. three i mean it's like yeah. it's like sometimes it's um sometimes it's i mean a lot of times it, it, it oh what's the guy's name jordan jordan denier uh,
1: Denier, yeah, yeah, and they got Dedrick Boyata, I think, too. Yeah, which are like, yeah, they're okay. I think also too, I have to, I have to shout out that uh, Canada is in this group, and and uh, I'm I don't think Canada's gonna go through. It. I think this is I think Morocco, Morocco is good too. Like Morocco is not a bad team. They have good players. They have ZIH. They have talented players. They have good good forwards. So I think Canada's is an underdog in that game. I think in this group, this is kind of like a. Flying under the radar group of that I think any of these teams could can get through beat any of those teams. yeah, I think it's very clear that Belgium and Croatia are are the class, and I think Canada kind of is in a really bad position because there's not a bad team in the group. Canada is obviously like the worst team, but Canada has a team that is good enough to get upset, right like they're not going to dominate a lot of players, but they have some very talented players and they play pretty well
0: and which is Canada Canada, Canada has. Kind of Canada has good players. I mean, way yeah. better, way better than you would think. Like right? you would think yeah. of Canada as being like such a a Concacaf backwater or whatever. But and
1: we, we have been, right? But Steven Eustachio is a very good player, right? He's yeah. been Porto's best player in the last couple Champions League games in midfield. Davies, obviously, everybody knows. Yeah, he's player. the
0: best best left back in the world.
1: Yeah, and uh, David is also a really good striker in at Champions level club. Do you
0: you think that Canada should do what Austria does with David Alaba, where they move... So Davies, and and, uh, the Ukraine does this with Zinchenko too, where they play left back for their team, but they play like winger or central attacking midfielder for the national team? Absolutely.
1: I think, yeah, Davies has played a lot of games as kind of like an attacker. And I think it's just a waste to play in that fullback for Canada. I think especially because we actually have other good fullbacks. We don't have a time... And we don't have a guy that's like, Actually Buchanan is very good too. Actually Buchanan. Does he
0: good does he has he transferred yet or does he still play? Yeah, he plays no, so he he, he got, so he's playing he this week,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, he has a Champions League score point actually. How about yeah. how about that? How about yeah. how about how about Canada's own Tejan Buchanan? Tajan
1: uh, I I love Tajan. I think group, he's a very good player.
0: Group group winning Club Bruga actually. Yeah.
1: Undefeated Club Bruga which is which is insane. Um but yeah, like Tajan Buchanan is a very good player. Kyle Laren is is a is a good player. Our center backs are. Weak, Kyle Laren right? is
0: just as good as any striker who plays for Croatia.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, David and Kyle Laren could definitely start for Croatia, right? Uh, Stephen Eustachio is gonna be is is one of the most underrated. I would say he's people don't know who this guy is. He's he's born like forty five minutes from where I grew up. Didn't he? He, he grew up in Portugal. Um, was born in Canada. He's a very good player. Just transferred to Porto. This guy can play, right? We have, like, 40-year-old um, uh, midfielder, Tebo Hutchinson. He's still a good player. And this guy's played Champions League. He's played for years. He's, like, 39. He's still playing at this age. Like, Canada got very unlucky with this group, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Canada could pull off a win. Canada, because... beating,
0: Canada beating Belgium on, like, uh, an Alphonso Davies, uh, you know, counter goal would just be um, it'd be so funny you know him just him just skinning jan pertongan who's like yeah. just like looking at him like what can i do here oh, it would be it would be incredible yeah i mean we have we
1: it's crazy looking at the teams like we have a bunch of guys that have played championship which you know 20 years ago and like when i was a little kid thinking about this i it's it's crazy to me. so canada has come super far i think maybe the next world cup you know we could Maybe do something. I think it would be very unlikely to get out of the group, but I wouldn't be surprised if Canada pulled off an upset and I might and I might through.
0: I might put I might put plus two fifty on Canada to to advance from the group stage just just to just to, just to have something to sweat. Because I do I, Davies I, is the best.
1: I think the thing is too, the dynamic of the group is everyone can beat everyone else on their day. Yeah. So you could see that upsets kind of maybe fly in the but right if, scenario. If Belgium
0: and Croatia draw with one another. Yeah, that that re- that would really open it up, right? Because then yeah. you beat you beat one of them, and then you put the other one behind. Uh, yeah. And Morocco could basically, take yeah. I think anybody
1: could beat anyone else on their day here. Like, obviously, I think it's like you could see that. Like, maybe a Canada could could sneak through, maybe because they have a they're 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 kind of dynamic and they can defend, they can counterattack, and you could see that that the coach Herdman who's like really impressed me. Um, can kind of change and can basically play counter-attacking style that I think that they could they could do some damage. So let's see. That'd be fun. It'd be fun to see. I'd go crazy with it.
0: All right. Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. I I Cameroon is really good. I, I think a little bit better than the markets are the markets are saying they are slightly worse than serbia and switzerland one switzerland is like one of the worst teams to watch play. i don't really they play play that really defensive style to using like a bunch of center backs but i mean the team that started uh their their most recent afcon game i mean you want to talk about guys who are in the champions league like uh uh zambo and guisa chopo Moteng, i know is like such a joke is the victory cigar for Bayern, but like again pretty good pretty good national team forward and they have a uh, really good goalie, right? And in and Andre Onana, and they have, um, oh, what's the name of the the, the forward percentage? For uh, I'm totally, can, I'm totally spacing uh, it. I
1: got you. Uh, the Motang. the other guy that plays, Carl Toko Akambi is pretty good.
0: That's it, Tok- Toko Akambi, who plays for yeah. Olympic Leon. Like, I don't know, they're okay and serbia are okay too i mean they they actually they kind of have the reverse problem a lot of these teams we were talking about where they don't have anyone who can finish chances they have like the uh the two guys well they have the two guys who just destroy expected goals and alexander mitrovic and dusan Vlahović, who like always have terrible like way over uh they way over exceed expected goals and they have good wingers but they don't really have a midfield which is an interesting yeah. spot for a national like they had to play dusan Tadić in the midfield yeah. just to I get mean, some ball Doosan, progression
1: dusan Tadić is, is a good player uh it's hard to fit in vlahovic and mitrovic together they're they're very similar but kind of it's kind of hard to drop them i mean they have Kostić. i think they really underperformed their talent for a long time they have yeah. they still you know i mean they're, they're like there's a team there i mean they could go on a run Cameroon. i'm not too familiar with i haven't watched i haven't seen too much of them um, clearly, Brazil, right? Like Brazil is gonna gonna be a huge favorite. Switzerland. I mean, just the mediocre. the
0: amount of good players on it's it's insane. Yeah. I mean, uh, their their most recent their most recent international friendly, everyone who started except for Lucas Paqueta has has started a European final. I think has Alex Telles ever? He probably never started. Well, no, he he would have started the Europa League final. So everyone, everyone but Paqueta, Paqueta has started uh a, a European final and then that's leaving, yeah. you know, that's le- yeah. Uh well and, and Richarlison um also. Yeah. But I mean I but, think
1: in my I think Brazil has a has a ton of talent. I think tight is also a little bit like cowardly in some ways, sometimes because they look too defensively in the field, I think personally. But they did they have so much talent.
0: I mean I yeah, they have I that's actually a spot where I get it. I actually get yeah. like way more than Deschamps because you yeah. know that Vinicius and Neymar are not yeah. pressing. They are not tracking back. They are not carrying water. I mean, Vinicius will yeah. do it if you yeah, absolutely this, yeah, make him. Yeah, he will. Yeah, but Neymar, Neymar, Neymar won't. won't. Neymar will no, never. He won't. So, he won't. so if you are going to do that, you you do need to uh, you do need to play probably two destroyers.
1: And to be fair, he played. Kind of a, a a four two three one a lot, and if he does that, which I think he should, and played like Neymar, and then you play like a like a, I like Bruno Gomarish. I think you play Bruno Gomarish, you play Casemiro, and then you play like
0: you Bruno. Know, Bruno will Bruno will will progress the ball. I mean, he's pretty. Yeah, he will. He, yeah, he he's pretty. I mean, he's, he's decent.
1: He will. I, I think you could play Fabinho, but they tend to really like Casemiro better. Casemiro will uh, Fabinho is probably a little bit better if you have more possession. Um... But yeah, I mean they have so many good wide attackers. They have Jesus, they have Fabinho, they have Neymar, obviously. Anthony, uh, Martinelli's probably not gonna make it, which you know makes sense. Uh, Vinicius is I think Vinicius is just like really a guy that you could see blow up as a superstar, but he's just don't, don't you think now.
0: he's he's the he's the the Hamas Rodriguez of this World Cup where like no one no one knows who he is and then after this world cup everyone's like he's the he's the best player on earth.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's hard to say because he won the World, he won Champions League, right? So game, game, for, win,
0: get, get, but more people, more people in the world probably by a factor of 400% watch the World Cup versus the Champions League final. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think, I
1: think in terms of like guys that are breaking, I mean, Thomas was playing for like Monaco, he was 21. I mean, James, I mean, I knew Thomas because I'm a huge Columbia fan, but it's like, I mean, that blow up was insane. Vincenius. I think yeah, I think he could. I think I think he's a great player. He he would probably be
0: out. he would probably be a little bit held back though because like the breakout star of the World Cup has to be the best player on their team, and yeah. Neymar would never let that happen. Like Neymar's still going to take the penalties. He's still going to take all the corner kicks. Like yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I think I think that that kind of go. I think this is like a is a is a is a is a great point for this, yes, is that he can just fit in the team and he's happy. He doesn't need to. He plays like a guy that's like a superstar the last year or two with, with uh, Real Madrid scores a ton of goals, presses, sets up a lot of goals, but like, he doesn't need to be the guy. Like he doesn't need to be like, known as a man. Like Neymar and Mbappe, these guys, you know, it's like, Neymar is actually a little bit better at getting along with his teammates. Mbappe just, I don't know, man. He seems to not really get along with anybody. And it's, I mean, Neymar, I mean, Neymar is a prima donna, obviously, hugely. Um,
0: but yeah, I don't know. Uh, what 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 front four would would you start? Neymar, Vinicius, and and who? I think I
1: would start Neymar, uh, Vinicius, um, Rafinha, and Jesus. And I think the see, way that
0: I, that... I I am like the world's shortest on Gabriel Jesus. I think he's such a poacher, and maybe this team needs it. But I actually yeah. like Richarlison more because I think he, he works harder.
1: Oh, I I disagree. Jesus, Gabriel Jesus' numbers pressing from the front is like one of the best numbers. Okay, his defensive his defensive work rate is why that guy I would start him is because. Okay. I mean
0: Firmino is very good, but like
1: as as pressing from the front, Jesus is one. Of no, the Firmino's got to be the your
0: he's got to be your 70th minute sub where where yeah. when you need you need someone to either because Firmino will press too, but he yeah. not he doesn't want to do it for. Can't do really do it for 90 minutes anymore. And I,
1: th- I think if you played that front three ahead of Neymar, you can kind of, you have to cover for Neymar because it's not going to defend. If you have Vinicius, you have Rafinha, you have, uh, and you have uh, Jesus, those guys are all really good defensively, really good pressing. They will work their ass off and it will, kit- that will allow you to basically play Neymar in kind of a free floating position. Neymar can basically sit up and Jesus can come back. Jesus can drop in, Jesus can defend, Jesus can move wide if Neymar moves up. You could for Firmino could do a lot of the same work, but, but like, I think Jesus' work rate is really good. And I think that's why, even though, you know, I mean, he's not like the guy that bags you 100 goals. He's still going to finish. He's going to do well. Uh, I think that if I was tight, that's what I would play. And I would play Paquette. I would play uh, Bruno Gomarish and Pashmino. I think that would be my, I think, and they're the favorites. They're the betting favorites. I think there's a lot of logic there that, that makes sense. I think this—it's just such a toss-up. This World Cup, because of all the factors that just make it crazy.
0: Yeah. All right, then our final group: Group H, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and uh, the Korean Republic. I would say Portugal is the team that I would most expect as a favorite to kind of blow it. I mean, obviously, like Portugal's great. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're super likely to blow it, but
1: yeah,
0: Uruguay. I mean that they're kind of always one of the teams that you forget is so good until these these yeah. major tournaments. I mean they, I get I who are they going to play at central defense now next to Josea Jimenez? Did they are they still going to play Diego Godín or are they going to play one of the uh, Martin Caseros or, or whatever?
1: I mean it was going to be it was probably a lot to be Paluso uh, from Barça. Oh yeah, like, basically been great, but I think he's gone. I think he's, he's injured. Um, So I think that's going to be a huge knock for them because, uh, like one on one, like I think he is phenomenal. He's not the best in the world on the ball, but like for Uruguay, I don't think they care that much. So it's hard to say now. I think Uruguay, yeah, Uruguay's always just been a team like just don't ever count them out. But I think that Suarez is older, um, Cavani is
0: older. uh, These guys, these guys are a hundred. Yeah, you guys are hundred. Edison Cavani and Luis Suarez together, their combined age is like 93. And I mean, yeah. you know, Suarez will still, fin- I mean, they'll still finish the chances. Like you, you get, you put, you so set well. the chance up for Luis Suarez on a play deal. So I guess their problem is, would be like a little bit of like they, they need a 10, and they don't really have. I mean, they have Federico Valverde and Lucas Torreira, who are like really, really good. Yeah. i mean this is this is the old 1980s england problem of like you got these two number eights but you don't have yeah. the 10 of like yeah. you know you have valverde and torreira and um d Arisqueta who can and pl- who i guess can play wide too because they, they they kind of do the 4 4 they
1: also have nicholas Delacuse, who's mm-hmm. uh, good they have some they, they, who, who plays in that uh, they were playing he's a good player um they kind of rotate all their guys. This is the weakest Uruguay I've seen, probably, like in South American qualifying. The well, Union they're just said.
0: they're just so old now. They, so they haven't old, yeah. yeah they just haven't turned it over yet. And their
1: tactics haven't changed. It's a little bit predictable. You know, Goldine is aging out. The, the main leaders are aging out. Darwin Nunes, you know, I mean, like I would not. Dar- yeah, do, yeah, I,
0: I I totally space on him. I mean, he's yeah. really good, man. He's really good. Yeah, bad. he is.
1: Yes, he he he's he's struggling a little bit, but like he's a good player. I think it's also too. Like he's he can play, he, he can play wide, he's, you know, he's versatile, he can kind of, so if he plays, if they do stick to that 4-4-2 with Suarez or Cavani, you know, you can kind of, like, let them kind of stay central and let him kind of move. So I think, yeah. you know, I, I don't expect a lot from them, but, like, I wouldn't, I, I, I probably think that, I wouldn't be surprised they got of the like group. Portugal, listen, if Portugal had an injury to Ronaldo before the World Cup, they would be they'd, so
0: good, man. They would be so
1: good, and I would basically be like, they're asleep with a women but they're just going to keep playing them, and it's going to make it so hard for them to beat the good teams.
0: God, dude, they They're are so good. Nuno, they are so good. Nuno Nuno Menz, Jal Cancelo, Ruben Diaz. I mean, all these guys who started Champions League finals, right? Ruben Neves, yeah. amazing ball progressor and defender, right? Does both yeah. great, great at both things. Bernardo Silva, Diego Jota. I mean, Bernardo Silva, one of the best ball progressors in the world. Diego Jota, amazing finisher, way shots volume. Way above yeah. expected. Bruno yeah. Fernandez. I mean, Bruno is like, you know, it's like how much of it is Man United. And yeah, because he's always better for he is always better for Portugal than he is for Manchester United. And he can he can press and track back too. Yeah. And it's like, dude, can you just imagine if they would put play, play Jota as the striker, play Raphael Leao as the left winger in the four, two, three, one? I mean, that team, that team just wins the World Cup. i I'm betting on, you know yeah I, I, i'm waiting i, I like waiting. them as a
1: favorite i like them as yeah. a favorite. Like, I would, I'm, I would.
0: I'm literally waiting for ron to like t- turn his ankle or something in in the yeah. europa league and bet on portugal to win because they they but i think it, like someone who doesn't watch a ton of soccer would be like you know ron he still scores the goal when he like yeah. the degree to which he does not track back and does not pat and it's not i mean to be fair to ron I do think he would love to be better at that. He, his body just won't let him do it anymore. He's got like yeah. six good runs a game in him, and he is not wasting those runs on tracking back.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not, Fernando Santos, their coaches, again, another one of these overly defensive a, Yeah, like, uh, dinosaurs? Yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, one of these dinosaurs is like, come on. But like, they have so many good players that play progressive system. Rafael Leal is like another breakout player. And you keep playing Ronaldo, and and it's just like guys, it's not happening I'm Like the team is good, play Jota, play Ronaldo, play Leal, play Silva, play Jao Felix, play Andre Silva. This team could be good, but I just they don't see it with Ronaldo. And I think yeah, like agree, I agree on the same page exactly with you. I have this conversation with so many people. I'm just like Ronaldo is a bum. I'm sorry, but but it is like it's not he should retire for his or just you know for his own
0: MLS dude he would be he would be I mean you know Zlatan figured it out scored like 100 goals a year and the I I actually saw Zlatan play in person at the MLS and it was like unbelievable how much better he was than everyone is it it really was I mean how how much fun would Ron have scoring one and a half goals per game against you know American teenagers he it would be the it would be the time of his life
1: I think that uh, he wants to, like, break records or, like, prolong records. 100%. I think that, you know, you gave it a good shot, you know, like the Champions League records and all that stuff. I think now, if you really want to break records, go to the MLS and just just get as many goals and go for, like, you know, just total goals ever. And you can catch Messi that way because I don't think it's happening.
0: Huge, I mean, I huge bummer, huge loss for soccer, by the way, that Norway did not qualify for the world cup because the world needs to be seeing what erling holland is doing and they're they're you know he's not there and it's a huge huge bummer
1: i think uh i think the world cup would be super interesting if it was like you could each team could like pick pick one guy who's not in it. it yeah you could like transfer for like one world cup or like maybe you have like a cousin that was like lived in this country once and like okay you can just you can switch for that it's like how do you take
0: that be? Er- Erling holland grew up in england right I mean, yeah, he he, must have, yeah, because his dad, his dad played, his dad played for Leeds, yeah, Yeah, so he had to have gone to to like, like, uh, yeah, elementary school in England or whatever, yeah,
1: yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a shame. Odegaard too, great player, and I mean, uh, some really good players not going to World Cup, Um, and and also too, like you know, like, like this as much as like I'm just such a huge fan of World Cup my whole life, and like it's such a huge event and it's so depressing that we're having it with a week between games horrible. in the middle of a winter in these horrible conditions and it's just like it's depressing because it doesn't feel anywhere near the same
0: it is i mean doing it doing it in the winter is horrible to begin with doing it in qatar and having to know that it's in the backdrop of these atrocities horrible like yeah. it's just it's it's all it's it's horrible i mean it's just as bad like there's just no way like i don't blame honestly anyone who's not watching it i don't blame you like i really don't
1: yeah i mean i'm like obviously we're gonna watch it uh yeah sorry like i just said there's gonna be uh, there's
0: gonna be 15 of these in my life like i i'm gonna watch yeah
1: i think like like last world cup but i think it was the last one i basically like almost felt like i was dead because it was the one where like i was on the west coast and i couldn't sleep and I, like, I was
0: getting up I, I remember specifically getting up at four o'clock in the morning to watch France Australia that finished one zero with a penalty yeah and just being like that that really wasn't worth it I probably could have slept in through that one
1: yeah I just remember for like the first week week and a half I was just like my sleep schedule was all messed up and I basically couldn't sleep and it was just like all weird and, and it was still worth it at the end of it I was like yeah it's great I love it I woke up this one it's just like I don't know
0: I think they, they have the times set up similar to the Russia world cup where it's going to, it's going to be, they're going to try and optimize it for Western audiences. Like I think, I think the games start maybe 6.00 AM central time, my time. So, I mean, that's fine. Right. That's better. It's not as bad. It's not. I mean, but it's still,
1: it's just, yeah. Like it's. It's not ideal, but like, yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to struggle to wake up and watch. And they kind of space it out, right? So, like, okay, maybe you don't get the early game, but then you get the later games. Yeah, and uh, you know, so it's, I'm excited for it, but it's still just like a little bit of it's just like a little, little, little depressing the way that it is. And like, yeah, exactly. Like all the atrocities, atrocities, and like the way that they built the stadiums is really gross.
0: Yeah. Uh. All right, man. Let's let's pick a winner. Let's get out of here. I am. I'm going to pick Argentina. I think they do it. And uh, that, maybe that's, maybe that's a uh, heart overhead, but I would, I mean, it would be truly a, an amazing moment to watch Messi win a world cup. It would be phenomenal.
1: Yeah. I, I can't really, I mean, I had the same take, and like, I came here and I in my, in my mind, I was like, yeah, I think Argentina, the story of Argentina, I wanted, I wanted him to win it when he was in the final against Germany and, and they didn't get it done. Um, and I just think that like, yeah, the stars might be aligned and they're a good team. And I don't think there's anyone that's like a resounding favorite, but like, please not France. Yeah, anyone, not into England. Honestly, just don't, just don't,
0: play, Just, yeah, just don't reward anyone who plays like that. Like, if England yeah. win, if England win, I want it to be because they just miraculously switch to a four-three-three with yeah. Jack Grealish in the midfield. Like, a, I, yeah. I want, I want some some forward-thinking soccer to uh to win. That would be my yeah. hope.
1: I agree. Just don't reinforce the cowardice because then we're going to see that the, the, these coaches are not going to leave and all the other teams are going to keep doing that. And it's just, it's bad for the game. So
0: like, yeah. Don't, don't, don't wake me up at five o'clock in the morning just to put me back asleep. like that. Yeah. That would be, that would be, uh, that would definitely be my number one. Ad. All right. Uh, everyone, Paul, thank you. Thank you for, for hopping on the show. We'll of course be back next week and uh, yeah. Good, good luck everyone. And uh, hope you, hope you guys enjoy the world cup when it rolls around. All right.